0: There's a lot of different ways to provide variety because you can just pick different kinds of tunes or you can figure out different ways to do tunes that people might be familiar with. So, um... Something that might be normally played like a ballad, you could play it faster, you could play it with a different kind of groove or, or that sort of thing. So there's a lot of ways to do it, um, but it is really important to me. I do my programming really seriously. I'm kind of old school. I assume people are going to listen to their tunes one after another, <laughs> um, which doesn't really happen that, that often anymore. Um, but uh, I want to make sure that nothing sounds too similar consecutively in the programming.
1: When you recorded Fried Bananas, the Dexter Gordon tune, uh, that's kind of got a, a twist to it.
0: Well, that's uh, that was a common thing that, that um, jazz musicians really started to do a lot uh, in, in the bebop era, which is to write new melodies over uh, more standard, popular tunes of the time. Um, it's actually called a contrafact when you do that. Um, this, this tune is a bebop melody, which means it's, it's a lot more uh, active, there's a lot, a lot more eighth notes, and there's some a lot of really standard be- bebop vocabulary in the melody, which is the kind of thing that Dexter would play when he soloed. Um, but it's it's a new melody on the chord changes to the old standard. It could happen to you, which is one of my favorite set of chord changes to blow over. So it's fun to kind of play a different kind of melody um, that's moving around a little bit more than the kind of simple tuneful melody that you know with lyrics, the original version.
1: See, I sense that the players on the project enjoy a challenge. Uh, the fried bananas tune, well, that's a new melody written over a standard chord progression. And then you're doing something by Ornette Coleman. Well, Ornette was known for pushing the envelope.
0: One thing is that a lot of people that I like to play with are people that are super versatile. Um, and that means, like, playing can play very very traditional sort of bebop way and then play things that are that are a little bit more free form a uh, little bit more free from specific harmony or, or tempo and that's why it's great to play with charlie lincoln and Abinet Berhanu because they like playing this the straight ahead swinging stuff as they like the uh, the more uh, loose loose things and um and even ornette coleman especially from this uh this original version of this is it's not Uh, traditional in terms of the way harmony and form work, but it's still very, very melodic and something that was uh, a very typical aspect of of Ornette Coleman and the thing that I love about him and I think we kind of expressed that in this track and while also kind of having much more of a collective um, approach than we might in a way that we we were playing more traditional trio, trio style. (laughs)
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: We're speaking with J.C. Sanford, whose trio has just produced *Imminent Standards*, Volume Two. Why'd you include a Stevie Wonder song?
0: Jazz standards were popular tunes when they were when they were first around. You know, that's how they became to be thought of as as standards. And so, you know, so many of Stevie Wonder's tunes were you know were popular in the in the 1970s and, and 80s, and people know them and people play them in all different kind of contexts and Stevie Wonder is a huge influence on me musically, even though he's not technically a jazz musician. Um, so yeah, I, I just thought, you know, this is this is the second jazz standards record I made and I thought I'd just kind of uh, stretch the boundaries, at least chronologically, of what we consider a standard um and then it's just stevie's melodies are just so amazing and it's really fun we just took a very simple approach to this tried to play it very simply and very melodically which just a very simple fun groove
1: The Imminent Standards Trio celebrates its new CD, Imminent Standards Volume 2, Saturday night at KJ's Hideaway in St. Paul. Later that evening, Le Percheron performs. For details, the web address is KJ'sHideaway.com. This program is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Phil Nussbaum speaking.